This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey guys, here's a message from one of our partners, SpiderVPN. As we all know, browsing the internet can be full of hidden dangers and snoopers, but you can easily protect yourself and at the same time get access to all your favourite websites and streams by using SpiderVPN. They have some amazing offers right now and I've come highly recommended. Check them out at spidervpn.org and uh, get yourself some great offers now. And don't forget to mention Dazzling Dave or Always Wolves to get yourself a real nice discount. That's spidervpn.org. Good evening, everyone. Good evening and welcome to another Always Wolves podcast, Extra Time Show. And this one we're going to be looking back on the uh, exciting game for a neutral um, fantastic outcome if you're a Leeds fan and not so good if you're a Wolves fan. But um, the 3 2 loss, uh, Molyneux under the lights. Where do we even begin with that? Where do we even begin with it? Um, crikey, it's uh, we've got a lot to dig into. We've got like the first half, we've got the goals. We've got the, the Raul sending off. We've got the the three goals that Leeds scored. We've got the Wolves DJ that was on at the thing. It would be interesting to give people's opinion on what they think of the DJ, the, the light show and, and all that sort of jazz. And um, we've, um, we've got so close again to touching that European and putting just when we put ourselves into a great position, Wolves have this habit of... Uh, seemingly being able to uh, pull it away from us, just don't they? But we're going to get stuck in. We've got some fantastic guests. Um, we have got um, regular pundit and the show coming up first. We've got Jack. We've got a debutant tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we do. We've got Lucy making her debut, which is brilliant to get a female fan on. Scott's back. And after a very long break, we've got Tuba Wolves who's backstage in the green room. So we've got a great show lined up. As always, we'll be talking about um, 
the games. We'll be looking at the performance rating. We'll be picking the pundits man of the match. And at the end, of course, you'll be able to pick your man of the match. Um, we're going to go down the uh, the chat in a second. But first of all, my first guest tonight, as I say, regular uh, friend of the show. Great to have him back. All right, Jack. Evening, Dave. Evening, everybody. Good evening, mate. Well, let's just have a look. We've got uh, we've already got forty two on board, and um, uh, as always, we've, we've even got uh, Spencer here as well. Adrian, Carl, um, we've got quite a few in here already watching. And obviously, you guys don't forget if you want to um, get involved in the chat between yourselves, please do so. If you've got any questions you want us to ask. Uh, we'll put some on there. If you do definitely want to get on the screen, send a super chat. It helps the channel and consider joining the membership. And just before we get started, I do want to say, as always, a big thank you to Spider VPN for powering their extra time. Uh, wherever you are in the world, they provide you with high speed, low cost VPNs. And as is set up now, and it's dead good. In fact, it's that good. I'm going to do a video uh, review of it. Actually, it's really, really good. Um, and it, the, the speeds on it are fantastic. So check them out in the link below. Um, click the link and ch check out Spider VPN. So Jack, gee, we, we we seem to be a bit of a yo-yo at the moment. One week we come on and we're all like, oh. then we come on the next week and it's all yay hey. And then where do we start with that, mate? Where do we start? I mean, I, I think that's probably kind of where we are as a team at the minute, isn't it? We, we're very, very close to cracking that that top six, top seven, if you like, but probably not quite there yet. And, that, and that's not necessarily a criticism at all. That's just kind of the nature of probably more than anything, the league, you know, the spending power that those teams above us have is, is far greater than what we've got currently. And I know the club are trying to kind of get that in terms of the commercial side and the marketing and all that kind of thing. And they're doing a fantastic job behind the scenes of growing the club in that sense. But at the time being, <clears throat> excuse me, we probably are seventh, eighth, ninth, somewhere around that. And so results like yesterday do happen to teams like us. You know, teams like Liverpool probably can soak up having a, a man sent off early in the second half and can still see it out. Manchester City can probably do it. We will struggle in, in those kind of situations. And so it's probably more of a reflection of, of where we are as a team, really, that that we do throw in these results from time to time and, and things when they go against us, we're not really able to, to kind of suck it up and, and deal with it as well as, as the teams above us. And that's probably why they've got that gap to us because we've seen on our day, we can give all those teams a game, but it's just over the course of a season, we just seem to have just too many of these results where we just don't react or we, we're not doing justice to ourselves. And I think, again, yesterday is probably, probably that, isn't it? Particularly second half. Mate, uh, I know. To be honest, it, to, it was a great game. I mean, yeah. you can't say it wasn't a great game. It was an absolutely brilliant uh, game. It was a fantastic game. And as a, if you were watching that as a neutral anywhere in the world and you're not a Wolves or a Leeds fan, that's it was pure drama and entertainment. It had absolutely everything. It had five goals, all down the end where I sit as well, yeah. with the North Bank, which is a rarity as it is. It had a sending off. It had fouls. It had 
so many, I mean, replacements as concussion sub, you know, it had a last minute late drama, it had a turnaround. And then you add the protester into that as well, that was not, I think the, the wall stewards were quick and on few. We'll come on to that a bit. I mean, he had everything, didn't it, really? Yeah, like you said, if you're a neutral, that's probably one of the best games you've seen in, in a long, long time. You know, and for us, it hurts to kind of be on the end of, of what happened. But, you, you know, you take your hat off to Leeds for the comeback and you say, you know what, it was for entertainment value. It's a great game of, of football. And, it, and as much as it, like I said, it hurts that we've lost the game. You know, we had a similar game at, at Villa, didn't we, earlier on in the season where we were t- two down and we came back to win 3-2 against the odds, if you like. So, you know, it, it comes and goes, doesn't it? You do get them from time to time, go your way. And so you have to suck it up when when it goes against you and, and like I say, take your hat off to Leeds because uh, to be quite honest, even when Raul was sent off, I thought, well, we should still be able to see this. It's going to be tough. It's going, it might be a little bit, you know, grit, grit needed, but we should still be able to see it off. But we, obviously we couldn't. And, and a part of that is down to how well our Leeds sort of pressed us and, and pressured us in the second half. So yeah, you take your hat off to them and, and, and say, you know, they, they, they really sort of took advantage of, of the momentum swing. It was a bit unlike Wolves, though. I mean, we were so yeah. in control. I know Leeds had a couple of early chances. But that last 10 minutes, especially of the first half, I mean, Trincao, I mean, Neves has come off. I was worried about Neves getting a, getting a, that 10th that yellow card because obviously you'd be out for the Villa game and we're all thinking, don't do that. Neves goes off injured. He tries to carry on and, you know, obviously he's going to be out and looks out the Portugal squad. We've got two weeks and they, they're still assessing him. So that doesn't bode that well to me, the fact that they're still assessing him. But let's hope it's not too bad. He did seem to walk off gingerly. And then we've talked about, especially you on here, Trincao. We've talked about him. We've gone like, Trincao, he does nothing. He does nothing. It's like we want him to do something, £25 million, and he's not done anything. And he was unbelievable when he came on. He was like, within within 60 seconds of him coming on, he's made a run behind the, um, for the free kick, behind the back line of Leeds. He's looked up, he's pulled out a brilliant pass to Johnny Otto. And Johnny Otto, fantastic finish, to be fair, into the corner. Then... He carries on. He is Wolves on the attack. I think it's Raul that's running down the left-hand side. You think he does? He pay the ball. He hits it from like I think it must be 30, 35 yards. The keeper does not even smell it. He doesn't get anywhere near it. It's the inside of the post, and it comes out. Now, interestingly enough, Leeds did that twice later on in the uh, in the game off the post, and they managed to get the second and third ball and get a goal from it. And then, um, was it Pedence that laid the ball back for him? Yeah, it was, yeah. He's good at And it's yeah. a great finish into the corner. And in between that, their keeper, Raul's missed two glorious opportunities. First one, I mean, I don't know whether you think he should have just leathered it, um, but he tries to lob it, he lobs it wide. And then the second lead is like in, in the six-yard area. And I don't know how he's missed it. It's gone between two legs. And then Johnny Otto's hit another powerful one and that Messi has made a great save over the bar. I mean, it was balmy. We were just brilliant. We looked like the first three games of the season, but we were adding goals. 
And it looked as if it was only going to be three, four or five until the rail sending off. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think from, from the first probably 10, 15 minutes right the way up to the red card was, was in terms of an attacking sense, was as good as we've played for quite a while. And I think Trinkau, as much as we've criticised him, deserves a huge amount of credit because he was kind of the spark when he came on. It brought a, a slight formation change because Neves went off, obviously, with with an injury. But Trinkau made a real difference. He, he was sharp. He was direct. He was he was hungry for the ball, if you like. And we had an outlet. We had someone who, who was kind of desperate to, to get the ball and we were desperate to give him the ball. Quite often with, with Wolves this season, our attacks have kind of been we play the percentages, we put it to the best player available or we try and who's made the best run. Whereas yesterday it was like, well, let's just give the ball to Trinkau because he's creating things every single time. And he became that focal point in that sort of middle third, bringing the ball forward. And that really helped us because it opened up their defence massively because he was he was able just to sort of glide in from the right-hand side. I mean, the, the shot that hit the post, that's exactly what he did. He picked the ball up, sort of just drove five, ten yards, got it out of his feet. And hit it before anyone even knew he was going to going to have the strike. I don't think any of the defenders even started to try and close him down. They just weren't expecting him to do it. Well, here's an interesting stat as well, Carl uh, Whitehouse, who's our resident stato. He says Fran Francisco is the first player to score both to both score and assist in the first half of a Premier League match as a substitute since Frank Lampard esteemed company that for Chelsea against Swansea City in April 2013. I don't know where he gets all these stats for, but that's a bit crazy, but that is his. Is that, am I right in saying that's his first assist and goal of the season in, in the league? Yeah, he scored, scored at Forest in the in the in the, in the league yeah. cup earlier on in the season. But but yeah, no, and and you know the frustration with Trincao is that we've seen glimpses of that throughout in little pockets this season, haven't we? But nothing really substantial to kind of hang your hat on and go, yeah, this is the guy we need to sign permanently. This is the guy we we should swap for Traore. If he could produce those kind of performances regularly then absolutely sign him up, get him in, involved in the squad. But until he does that, then the jury's still going to have to be out, isn't it? Because as good as he was, that performance first half has been the exception rather than the rule, hasn't it? More often than not, he hasn't done that. And he and he's pulled out of tackles and, and the game's passed him by. Yesterday, to to his credit, he really sort of grabbed the game by, by the horns, didn't it, and made it about him. And that's sometimes what those attacking players, those, those sort of number 10s, those wide forwards, they like to do. They make the game about them. I'm the main man. I'm going to get the assists. I'm going to get the goals. I'm going to create the chances. And that's what he did. And that was a huge part of why we, we took really complete control of the game, particularly at half-time, to be 2-0 up. I mean, do you think he's a confidence player, Trinkau? I think every player in that position is a confidence player. Because as a striker or a wide forward, whatever you want to call him, you're judged on assists and goals. And while you're sat there with zero in both columns, you're not doing your job. You might be playing well and the team might be winning games, but while you've got nothing to show for it, you're thinking, well, I could be dropped. Someone might come in. Once Neto's back fit, he's above me in the pecking order. How does the manager see me compared to Wangi Chan? How does he see me compared to Pedence? Am I the main man? It's it's a it's a real minefield for for players like like Trinkau because he do, he does strike me as someone that that if you can kind of build a team around him and include players that can get the best out of him then he's going to be a fantastic player. But in the Premier League you can't do that week in week out. There's very few teams in this league. We've talked about this before, haven't we? Probably only Liverpool and Manchester City who can say right this is how we're going to play every single week, and there's nothing you can do about it. 
we have to adapt our tactics and our formation and our personnel depending on who we're playing. We just have to, you know, as much as we'd love to say, well, we're just going to, this is our formation, this is our best 11, go and do it. We have to adapt. And when we play in this team, we have to change it. When we play in a different team, we have to do something else. And unfortunately for Trinkau, some games this season, they're just not going to suit him. I mean, when, when we were away at Palace, for example, he got bullied for 20 minutes and disappeared. Similarly, at West Ham a couple of weeks ago, they sort of smashed into him early doors and, and he never really got, got into the game after that. Yesterday, he came on and, to be fair, played really, really well. And like you say, with the confidence thing, perhaps if, if he's the one that they choose to, to bring in against Villa, he'll take the, the performance yesterday, the confidence from that, and, and, and produce it again. I'll tell you what, I, 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 my dad was funny. Um, because he kept saying, oh, I've said he all along, I love him. And I was going like, kind of, I don't know if you watched the batch vlog or the reaction after. I know a lot of you probably would have done. It's had thousands of views. Uh, but I was saying, like, oh, yeah, I've always said trink about Trinko. But I, was, I said it with a wry smile on my face because it's like, well, it was, it was absolutely, definitely a player in there. Yeah. And I think it's the first time as Wolves fans we've really seen not just a little glimpse of the player he, 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 everyone says he is, but actually it's like the blinds were told, took off us and we saw the real Trincao. Now, if, if the real Trincao does step forward and he can produce that every week, then yeah, it changes perception. But I think right what you said, the jury is out. That's one game. He's got to reproduce it. Um, Jack, uh, Interesting point that Adrian Richards in the uh, the conversations made. The key yesterday, and I hadn't thought about this actually um, in the way he's put across, was the Nevers injury. Everything else was salvageable, even with Roloff. But Nevers protects the defence, and we've not have lost that. That's an interesting um, interesting point. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's I think that's a very valid uh, comment to make. Really, I think we did miss Nevers hugely. We miss Nevers hugely when he doesn't play. Full stop. He's the sort of fulcrum of our team, if you like, isn't he? Everything good comes through him in terms of, you know, he does a lot of defensive work. He's really improved that side of his game, the physicality of it, as well as he's sort of grown physically as he's now into his sort of early to mid 20s. Attacking wise, he's come out of his shell this season, hasn't he, compared to, to previous couple of years? He's, he's starting to find his range with those passes, isn't he, further up the pitch? I think if Neves is on the pitch for 90 minutes, I think we have a much better chance of winning. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, we lost the game because Neves got injured. There are far other reasons why we lost that game, you know. But there is definitely some some validity in, in what Adrian says there. Neves not being on the pitch did did hinder us hugely. It really, really did. Yeah, that's something I'm not really considered. And uh, does that explain the Keystone Cops defending? For the, I mean, the goals for the second half, I was like, we haven't seen defending like that from Wolves. Even when we went down to 10 men against Manchester City, they, you know, but we like the first goal. Let's just talk it through. It's hit the inside of the post. I thought, oh, we've got away with it. And then it comes back to eight, Nor I think it's eight Norrie on the one side. And I'm thinking, just lump the ball away. But he pass it, almost passes it back. It, it, I don't know what he's doing. It, it's like going back towards the goal line. And then I think it's Saiz that panics uh, to try and clear it. Straight to a Leeds player who then has a simple tap in. It's like it, we had about three chances to clear that. The second goal, Jose Sarr, he's been brilliant all season, but yeah. he's all over the shop for that goal. Yeah. He's trying to 
come and block the thing. He's lobbed over. It, we got away with it again. It hits the post. It comes across. They chip it across. Saïs is there first. And he mishits the clearance. It goes back up. Comes back out. Jose Sar then runs out again. Commits himself. They go past him. And then obviously Connor's running back to get onto the line. And he the ball runs into him. And it's two. And, it's two. and the third goal... I think we should have dealt with that as well. It's it's headed out, headed back. Bolly's gone up for up for it, and then you've got two or three Wolves players seem to get in each other's way. Bounces back to the chap, and all he's got to do is leather it, and it's 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 in the back of the net. I mean, I haven't seen defending like that from a Wolves team in a long time. No, no, it was it was awful. It was it was shambolic. It was almost embarrassing, really, to what to watch them. I mean, I think personally, and people can have their opinion and whether they agree or disagree. I think our players as a squad are so protective of Raul because of what he's gone through that they were almost blinded by anger that he got sent off and their heads just went completely. You know, even when Raul went off, we'd got some hugely experienced players on that pitch and and they just completely lost their heads defensively. You know, I don't know how many games that back three have played in their careers, Cody, Bolly says. He's probably 800, 900. They were playing like it was their first games. They were heading the ball straight up in the air. They were letting the ball bounce in the six-yard box. They were playing passes back towards their own goal when the goalkeeper wasn't even on his line to, to receive it. It was, like you say, it was just absolute madness. And like we I say, saw it a couple of years ago, didn't we? When we first came up to the Premier League, where we looked solid and we conceded one. And then two or three minutes later, we scored. we saw it happen a few times in the first year up in the Premier League, where we just kind of like, oh my God, they've scored against us. And it's like, and then it's panic. And we were, it was like sheer panic at the back. Yeah. And um, we kept handing it back to Leeds. And I personally think if we'd have seen that period through up until about the uh, another five or 10 minutes, we'd have got our composure back and we'd have started. I mean, we saw when we were 3 2 down, it brings on Fabio Silva and Chiquino. I hope I said that right. And it's all wolves with ten men. Yeah. Ten men. We're we're absolutely battering them at the end. We even Trinkow hits another. I think it's Trinkow hits another shot that's saved. He's got that reserve keepers come on. He and then I, I don't know who else would have hit one. We were and there's one that goes across the face of the goal, and we were so unlucky not to. And also, I think it was at two two. Trinkow again cuts inside. He hits a beautiful cross. Dendonka's nearly on the end of it. It's just. Half a foot too high, and if it was half a foot lower, that's a goal. He was in the centre of goal. It was just too high, and he couldn't direct it. It was, it was, it was a mad game. What are your good feelings about that sending off, Jack? Was it a sending off? It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because it, it wasn't a straight red card. He's given him a second yellow card, hasn't he? And it, and if you kind of look at it, maybe you can argue that it's a, it's a yellow card because whoever doesn't get the ball there. He's going to collide with with the other player, whether it's the goalkeeper, whether it's Raul. And the way the ref refereed the game, he was always going to book whoever didn't get the ball. That he was always going to do that. He didn't care who it was, or he didn't care the situation of the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw uh, Connor Cody said that he thought the ref lost control of the game. I disagree completely. He never had control of the game to begin with. Good so point. I think I think whoever lost the ball there was going to get booked. Now, I've watched it back and obviously the ref doesn't have slow motion replays and the different angles. 
But it looks to me like Raul slows down and sort of is anticipating the contact. And it's the goalkeeper's momentum from, from his kick that sort of takes him into, into Raul. So, I mean, again, I don't think VAR would have helped because they'd have just closed ranks and said, oh, it's not clear and obvious error. Carry on, ref. Do what you're doing. You're doing a great job, even though 30,000 people in the stadium disagree. So, I mean, it, it, like I said, I, I just... It's a difficult one to sum up because if he'd have sent him off with a straight red card, you could have argued about it and gone, that's an absolutely shocking decision. But the way it sort of played out, and there's also the fact that, that Raul's already on a yellow card, and so he's got to sort of almost have that in his head and kind of go, well, is it a, is it a tackle I need to make? Is it, is it, is it a collision that I need to, to go in for? Am I going to get the ball? There's a, there's a lot at stake, isn't there? I mean, personally... You know, I think I don't think it's a yellow card. I think it's one where the ref could say it's a collision. You've both gone for the ball. Let's just play on, okay? But he's made his decision, and and like most things in the game, he got it wrong. I mean, if we if we're being if we're being really honest, and both teams could have had a couple of red cards. There could have been free kicks for both teams given in and around both boxes. There were three or four bookings that he missed for both teams. We, you know, there was all sorts going on in the dugouts that that the fourth official had no control over altogether. There were times where the benches were were, were being pulled apart, and the fourth official's nowhere to be seen. He's got one <laughs> job, one job, and and he's only well, he had one it. job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I just like I, I said to you earlier when when you texted about coming on, I said I've, I've got some thoughts on on the standard of refereeing in general, but that guy yesterday. I mean, you, we're talking about the best league in the world with the best players, the best crowds, the best stadiums. We've got the worst officials. I mean, the, the thing for me with, with Kevin Friend, there was a point in the second half where I think is it Cresswell, the, the young lad who came on for Leeds. I think he wipes out eight Nuri sort of halfway through their half. It's a, it's a blatant booking. But he goes over to book him like he's a teenager, been told to tidy his room, like it's the biggest inconvenience ever. Why do I have to... If you don't want to referee the game, don't referee the game. He looked like he just couldn't be bothered, the referee yesterday. His body language was abysmal. Someone put Absolutely on the... Absolutely uh, abysmal. Someone put on the uh, on the comments on, I think it was my reaction or my, or my match vlog. And do watch the match vlog back because it's, it's, a, it's a real good one. But they said they need to take the R out of Kevin Friend when it's re- when, in regards to Wolves. Kevin Fiend... Because that was that was what it was like. I've got my thoughts on the Raul uh, red card, but I'll give everyone else obviously that comes on the chance. Um, Dav Flav uh, has just made um, an interesting point, um, Jack, and it's the reason I put it on the screen. For, it was on for a little while is because I thought about I was thinking about this yesterday. In the last couple of games, Raul has tried to do two overhead kicks. Now the one that he did yesterday, I it was a overhead kick, but I looked at it back and I felt it was a heading opportunity. Do you think that he went for the overhead kick because he was because of the psychologically of the header? Do you think he would have gone for a header with that at another point? Or do you think it was <clears throat> I'm, um, I'm not sure to be honest? Flav's brought it up. Yeah, no, I, I think that, that again there's, there's there's validity to it, isn't there? I think we've we've got to kind of just accept now that, that Raul is a different player than he was pre-injury, that there are some things that, that he used to be able to do that, that he finds a bit more difficult now. And there are some things that he's had to adapt and, and he's perhaps become more sort of used to and it becomes more natural. Like you say, the acrobatic volleys, if they're going, they're fantastic and you're talking about them 
for a long, long time, but they don't very often go in. So perhaps there is an argument to say, you know, is it one that he could go with his head? I mean, I haven't really seen it back, to be honest, because it's not, it's not close enough to be on any highlights, is it really? So it's a difficult one to say. But I mean, like it's, say, on the Wolves, it's on the Wolves TV. It on the Wolves I one, yeah. It might be. It's quite, yeah, no, I mean, it's, watch that back. It'll be interesting to uh, to see your thoughts. Um, there's another, obviously, a question, Raul. Um, I mean, I don't know how many red cards has Raul had in the uh, the period of time he's been with Wolves. I think he's, what, third or fourth season. He's had two this year. How many has he had before? I'm not sure he's had any before, has he? The majority of last year. Has he had any before? Yeah. I'm not sure. None spring to mind. I mean, I know Carl's on the chat, isn't he? He's quite good with his his facts and stats. I don't know, but none spring to mind, to be honest. And do you think that's... Um, I mean, it's his second one. The first one, of you know, of, it's quite funny, actually, because he got just got booked and then he did that standing in front of the... Uh, did you notice on the... Uh, yeah. And the thing we're all going, no, no, yeah, not again, not, <laughs> not again. again. Yeah. And we, we, we were all going, we could see, couldn't we? No, please don't yeah. do that again. But do you think there's there is a little bit of something with his temperament that's changed because he's full bloody, he goes in, and I think I personally think he was unlucky to get sent off, and I'll come back onto that later. But is it is some of the decision making? Because of what's happened, do you think it's psychologically affected him a little bit? Because he's a different role, and I've, I've had a few people come on and say, "Oh, we, we need a new number nine. I personally think that's, you know, he's still one of our key players. Um, he still adds so much to the team, and I don't think we'll see him get back to where he wants to be until next season, once we've had another summer recess and all of that, and a full, you know, the full preseason and all that jazz again. But I mean, it's got to have some effect, hasn't it, on on temperament and stuff like that? Because he just seemed to be a bit more angry than he used to be. Yeah, I, th- I think maybe frustration is the word I'd probably use. I think he's, he cuts a very frustrated figure at times, particularly you know, when when he misses chances or or sort of he heads the ball and doesn't quite go where he wants it to go because he's, he's got the headband on, and, and you can just see a little sort of outbursts, can't you? And, and there's quite a frustration. A couple of times when he's been subbed off, he sort of ripped the headband off and sort of thrown it down, hasn't he, and things like that. There is there is a, obviously, I think there's a sort of an overwhelming desire from Raul to do really well, isn't there? You know, because the club stood by him, rightly so, during during his, his injury and his rehabilitation. And I think he, he owe, feels like he owes the club to do his best and to be back to the Raul that we all fell in love with when he first joined. And I think perhaps we've almost, as a fan base and as a club, and for Raul himself, we've got to kind of accept that he's now a different type of player. There are things that he's he's not naturally able to do anymore that he used to be able to. And so as a team, we've perhaps got to adapt to that and he's got to adapt his game to be able to do that. There's no doubt in my mind he can still be an absolutely fantastic number nine at Premier League level. He's not quite there yet. But like I said to you in previous videos, I don't think we can judge anything on Ralph this season. This season was all about him coming back and, and rehabilitation and just getting the feel for it. And, you know, we do need no, no other options in that position to rotate and to, and to rest him. Because, you know, touch wood, if we do manage to squeeze a European campaign next year, there's no way he could play 50 plus games. Yeah. But, but, you know, like I said, we've just got to be a little bit more understanding maybe. And just sort of go, you know, he's been through a huge trauma, an enormous trauma. 
and, and, and I've got a friend who, who had a similar head injury. He fell off his, his bike and had a similar fractured skull. And it said he it changed him as well in terms of his personality. He felt a different person when, when he came back, back from that. And perhaps that's got what's going on with Raul. We, we don't know because we're not privy to, to his private life and his, his conversations and his sort of his overall well-being. And those are kind of big, big questions that, that are sort of far beyond what, what we can do on, on here, isn't it? But, you know, I think we've just got to kind of accept that, that Raul is what, what he is now, you know, and we will get those outbursts and, and those sort of, moments of where the red mist you can sort of see it starting to come down I mean like I said to you when we played Manchester City I felt like he let the team down and he let his emotions get the better of him but it's not very often you can say that about him you know he's a full-blooded committed player and that's part of the reason why we like him you know so we've got to like I said we've got to accept that that you know he's a different player now and we've got to kind of adapt as a fan base to that I've got a stat both from Carl and from the producer is that uh the Raul's two red cards have both come this season, so that might say yeah. something. He's had, he has had twelve yellow cards, but only ever two sending off in a wool shirt, and both have come uh, this season. So read into that what you will. Uh, Jazza, fantastic to have you come on. He's uh, making a comment. Hi there, Leeds fan here. Leeds bias aside, that was one cracking game of football. What great advert for the Premier League. Wish you best for the season. That's a quality uh, post. Uh, Jack, to finish off with your segment, um, let's give us your uh, performance rating and your man of the match. Uh, performance rating, I'm going to go with six. I'd have given it an eight for the first half because I thought we were good and we, we put an exerted a bit of control and we created some good chances. Uh, second half, I think I'd struggle to give it above a four, to be honest. Like you said, the lack of composure... The sort of the lack of in-game management from from Bruno as much as anything, I, I thought he, he was very slow to make his subs and 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 there was, we we just all the momentum just seemed to sap out of us. You know, the red card didn't condemn us to defeat. We've we've got to kind of be honest about that. There was the minute that Raul gets sent off, we don't lose that game. We lose that game because we just don't defend properly and we give away three really really poor goals. So, you know, that, that comes down to, to the, the back three, like I said, and the goalkeeper had a poor game and Bruno got his substitutions very late and, and didn't quite read the game situation. So I struggled to give it above a four, to be honest, the second half. So that sort of evens it out to a six. Man of the match, I mean, I know we've talked a lot about Trinko, but I'm going to go with, with Johnny Otto because, because I thought he was excellent in terms of what he contributed from that right wing back role. He got the goal, didn't he? And he was involved in a couple of really nice, nice build-ups in, in the first half. And, and he was probably the only defender on the pitch, actually, who didn't make any really bad errors in that second half. Everyone else played their part in our downfall, if you like. That's Whereas a good he call. was kind of Johnny Otto yeah. had a great game, and it's been brilliant yeah. to see him. Uh, been brilliant to see him back. So, uh, you have the similar sort of view on the uh, the score, uh, the rating as I, as I did exactly. I think I gave it a six point five. But we're gonna your nominations, uh, Johnny Otto. Um, final thoughts from yourself looking ahead to the Villa game? I mean, I, I think we kind of, we're kind of we in a, a similar situation that we were before the Leeds game. What I think's changed now is that we, if we are going to get into the European spots, we're probably now going to have to win one of those games against Chelsea, Liverpool or Man City. Before the Leeds game, if we could have beaten Leeds and Newcastle and Villa and Burnley and Brighton, that takes a lot of the pressure off those ones. We've lost to Leeds now. So there's only four more games where you try and back us to win. 
So now we've probably got to pick up something against one of those big three teams. So it just makes that job a little bit more difficult. But it's still salvageable. You know, the season isn't isn't over by any stretch of the imagination. We've got a lot to be positive about. We're still eighth in the table. There's still a really nice gap to the guys below us. So we're not looking over our shoulder thinking, I hope we don't end up dropping to 11th or 12th or anything. I don't think we're in danger of that just yet. I think we've still got a great opportunity. West Ham and Tottenham play each other tomorrow. So there's a potential for maybe both to drop points or one of them to drop some points. So we've just got to, you know, lick our wounds from yesterday. Like we said at the start, accept that we're on the end of a, of a good comeback from the opponent, you know, and uh, it happens in football. We were masters of our own downfall. We've got to learn from it. We've got to be better next time. But just believe in, in Bruno and the team to do that and to recover and, and to come back stronger because Villa will be a fantastic game. I've got no doubt about it. It's going to be a fantastic game. They'll want uh, that. We want him revenge. I'm glad we've got the two. We've got the two three come back out the way. So because we're yeah. going to want it for next week. Jack, absolutely brilliant, mate. As always, no problem. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, always talk so much sense. Looking forward to um, the one after the Villa game. Cheers, Jack. No worries. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Fantastic. Jack uh, always booked some co- uh, some points. Scooter asked earlier on um, about becoming a member of the channel. Scooter, if you just go on to the description below, uh, right to the bottom, click on that, and there's various membership options. And obviously that helps support uh, the channel and uh, the, the software and all that what we do for the live streams. And obviously I've recently invested in some uh, mics, which hopefully people have enjoyed on the thing. And we've also got coming up at the halfway point tonight, we have the latest football prizes competition that you can get involved in. I'll tell you more about that coming up. But I really, really am delighted uh, to bring on a, a, a debutante for her first uh, appearance on Extra Time. Um, a friend of the channel for a very, very long time. I often see at the matches. Lucy, absolutely brilliant to have you join us tonight. Hiya, Dave. You're right, Bab. I'm not too bad, our kid. Not too bad. Yeah. And uh, how about yourself? A bit nervous about doing this, as I've uh, told you many, many times. But uh, now first I'm, one's I'm... the hardest. Once you got the first one out of the way, it's it's plain sailing. Yeah. I know. I know. I'll just put it out there, though, before anybody says, oh, she's talking rubbish and she doesn't know what she's talking about. I am not a stato. I do not know rules and regulations of things. I just love my team. So I'm just putting that out there before people start getting on at me. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, you've already got so many people uh, that are already saying yeah. hi to you, um, which is lovely. They've got such a wonderful community here on the channel. And if you are enjoying the content tonight, um, please smash a like on the video, whether you're watching it live or watching it back. And also, if you listen to it on the podcast, it would be wonderful if you'd leave us a, a really nice rating. Uh, I mean, just look at all the people saying hello to you here, Lucy. It's wonderful, uh-huh. isn't it? Making you feel welcome. You are brave. It's <laughs> brave to come on because obviously it's a live show. Um, but you're here now. So, I mean, you're obviously there. Yes. Uh, as always, you, I mean, you go to a lot of the away games as well, don't you? You know, oh, you're hardcore. How are you feeling after that? How were you feeling after, before the game and how were you feeling at the final whistle? Before the game, I was excited because it's Leeds at home. I mean, it's it's just Leeds, you know. We, it's just Leeds, yeah. It's just Leeds, isn't it? It's like, it's like playing the Villa. Just love to have them at home, don't you? 
Um, but the by the end, I was angry. I wasn't disappointed, Dave. I wasn't disappointed. I was angry, and not at the players, at the referee, and that yeah. I know. It's it's just you're not angry at the Leeds players or the Wolves players. You're angry no, at the ref. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not angry at either of the players at all. I'm angry at the system. How are they getting away with it? It's not. It's not on. It's not on. I know. It's. It was really frustrating. I, I think Jack. I mean, I said I think he lost control, but Jack said he never had control. Um, you know. And I think he made a very, very good point with that, didn't you? I mean, he, he never really had control. And does anyone ever consider that Kevin Friend looks like Pete Possilwhistle? Have you ever, you know who I mean? The actor, Possilwhite. He's in, um, he's in, he's in a film called Brashed Off. I think he's in one of the films of um, um, Jurassic Park as well. He's the game, gamekeeper. He does look a lot like him, I think. And he felt like he was a bit of a gamekeeper, trying to, you know, with the get one of our players off the pitch and. I mean, did you see the touchline? The touchline thing at one point between the Wolves players and the Wolves uh, bench and the uh, the Leeds bench as well. How can they not have control over them? It just doesn't make sense. They're supposed to be there to keep, you know, keep everybody under control. There was no control on the touchline. There was, I mean, there was plenty of control on the pitch, but wrongfully because I just did not agree with most of the things that he was doing on the pitch. The linesman, he was so slow in putting that flag up. I thought he dropped it at one point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought, there's his flag gone. Oh, it's still in his hand, but he hasn't put it up. And then and then at one point, he pointed to the corner flag and it should have been an offside. Oh, I know. Everything. I know. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was a... Uh... The officiating was, I think, for both sides in some respects, was uh, was uh, wasn't the best at all. And as I say, Kevin Friend is no friend of Wolves. He, he, we've had him before, haven't we? And when he's he's one of them that he comes up and he go, oh God, it's him. We've got him yeah. again. We've yeah. got him. And I think he was just itching to send Raul off. Um, I mean, what did you think about the Raul tackle first of all? I mean, where were you sitting in the stadium so everyone can get an idea? I'm in Steve Ball, um, J3. So, yeah, so you, is, is J3 towards the North Bank or towards the... Uh, north. It's towards the North Bank. So what were your take on the uh, the roll red from instantaneously? What are your initial thoughts? 50, Dave. No way should either player have had a yellow card for that tackle. It, both of them had their eyes on the ball. Neither of them went in thinking, oh, no, I'm going to take this person out. They wanted the ball. So it was a 50-50 challenge and it should never, ever have come to the fact that Raul had a yellow card for it and to be sent off. But I think he had that in his mind anyway, Kevin Friend. I really, really do. He you just... know what? It was funny, you know, because there's a few guys in front of us on the right-hand side. When they, uh, the, 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 they went down and they saw the ref, they yeah. were basically waving goodbye to the keeper. They were, they were like... They were like, thought it was, and I went, and I was shouting, I was like, it's a double yellow, it's Raul, not the keeper. Because yeah. everyone, we were down the other end, so it, obviously it's hard for us to exactly see the impact, and obviously from our point of view, it looked as if the keeper had taken Raul out. But like, and I've only watched it back uh, today, 
And people say like it was a 50-50. I think it was more like a 55-45 in that the keeper was going to get there first. Um, But you can, when I've watched it back, you can see that Raul doesn't go in two-footed. It's like they run into each other because they've both got the momentum. If you're running full pelt to try and get to that ball, and okay, you think to yourself, I'm probably not going to get there. And Raul, I think, looking at it, he doesn't go in with his feet, you know, like footed, like full no. foot really hurt someone. He 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 put but you, your momentum's gonna take you into each other. Yeah, he went he went in with his knees, if anything. Yeah. And to I know the, I know the keeper went off, but I thought it was very, very harsh. I don't yeah. I, I just think it was a both I mean back in the back in the days, these sort of tackles. You know, you know, my dad will tell me, and I've, you know, obviously, I've watched some of the older. But these tackles were just happening four or five, six times a game. They get up, just get back up, off and trot off again. No yeah. one would get a card for it. Um, it wasn't out of control off the ground. Uh, it was yeah. a second yellow. You know, and Raul was being full blooded. He was up for it. Wolves were on top. In hindsight, did he need to go in that heavy? Maybe not. But no. he's a striker, and strikers go in, don't they? He wanted the ball. Simple as that. He wanted the ball, but so did the keeper. So it, 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 it didn't make sense to send one of them off. Because, I'm not being funny, yes, there was an injury that came from it, but there's going to be, if there's a clattering of, of two people, you know, it happens. It, it, I know it did. And the, the first half was great, though, wasn't it? You know, the, yeah. some of the football that we played. Absolutely fantastic first half. And the half. atmosphere was great, wasn't it, as well? The noise, because because the Leeds fans are always saluted. To be honest, I don't know, did you go to Leeds away? No, I've been, I've been to every away game this season, apart from Brighton, which... I can't stand Brighton Stadium. It, it's like in the middle of nowhere. It's soulless. But the Leeds fans were fantastic at Ellen Road. It's the best away atmosphere. They were raucous. And you know that, the, the, the you know, they've been out of the Premier League for a long time. They didn't really have them back. So they're really enjoying this year. And they're letting them, and the, you know, a bit like ourselves, really. They appreciate being in the top flight. Unlike maybe some teams that, you know, you got, I mean, you go to some stadiums. I'll say, with the exception of the Emirates this year um, at Arsenal, is it Emirates Arsenal? I think that's yes. Yeah, they were that's the best Emirates I've heard from them. But like you go to the likes of United and City and some of these, and they're like big stadiums, but they're really really quiet. Leeds wasn't like that, and Molly have had a few quieter days this year. But the last, but it was it was brilliant atmosphere, and it was a great advert for Premier League football. It's just that you're a Wolves fan. If you'd have got out with a 2-2, you'd have twisted yourself off and gone, OK, 2-2, but losing yeah. the way we did. But then we beat Villa in the way we did, didn't we? That was an even better yeah. comeback than the Leeds comeback. They had they had 11 men and it was 2-0 on 81 minutes and we won it. So I, we, we probably that was a better 3-2 comeback. But you get them. Some you get, some you don't. Of course, of course. These things happen at the end of the day. You know, as, as I've already said, you know, it's nothing against our players. Our players tried. But I think when he was sent off, it was as if mentally they just went, why bother? 
Why did we both that? They were not happy, were they? They were sh- they shocked, were. I mean, shocked with the sending off. And I, I think it did affect us. I think Adrian made a good point. Neves not being there to 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 have that extra bit because he does do such a good job in front of the back three. And and maybe that was because we're on the front foot so much, even after he'd gone off. But when we're on the back foot, it took us a time to adjust to that. Yeah, I would have personally liked to have seen him make. Uh, bring on, um, I think someone else mentioned this in the chat, Fabio Silva earlier, because I think Fabio is looking stronger. He puts himself about, he holds the ball up, and he's a one player that can seem do a role-type job and hold the ball up. And when he came on with uh, Chiquino, that last five or six minutes, I th- you know, I, I was thought we were going to get the equaliser. You wouldn't have known that we had 10 men. They were hanging on. We were very unlucky to not get that third goal right at the end. We really, really were. I, I thought we played fantastic in that last 10 minutes. I really did. I'll tell you what, it would have topped off the perfect Premier League game because it would have had everything. Uh, yeah. Team going down to 10 men, coming 2-0 uh, up, going 3-2 down, then scoring a, a, a sort of 97th minute equaliser with 10 men. That would have been the perfect end to the, oh, uh, to the book, but it didn't quite happen because it's Wolves. But there you go. <laughs> always, always, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. How long have you... Uh, but let's get a bit of background about you, Lucy. Because um, obviously it's your first debut. I'm sure people are very interested to uh, learn a little bit more about you. How long have you been supporting Wolves for? Oh, and how did you get into supporting Wolves? All my life. I've, I've literally grown up with Wolves around me. I've got family who are you know love 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 the wolves they always have I mean my uncle was a very naughty boy when he was younger and uh, went to a football match and ended up in court and this little one was in mommy's tummy when she oh. had to go to court with, <laughs> with him luckily he got off so he got out but um <laughs> he's gonna kill me for mentioning that <laughs> um but I'd, I've always, always loved the Wolves. I'm a very positive fan as well. I mean, pro- people have probably seen that in the um, posts that I, I, when I come on the chat. Um, you know, it, in my eyes, we're a team. And when people put our players down... It breaks my heart because they're a team. It's not an I or that person. That person is not a wolf. A wolf. They are wolves. And that is it to me. And so, you need to support so, your team even when things are not going out. I mean, you can criticise, yeah. you can uh, debate, because that's what football is. But, you know, turning against your team or against a player doesn't help build their confidence, does it? <laughs> Because they see exactly what we're saying, that they they see, they do watch these, and you know when when people are saying, oh, you know, this person had a crap game, or uh, this one's really rubbish and they shouldn't be brought on, it's not fair. It, why would you do that? It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. It's bullying in a way, because I think that there is always a a section of um, fans from every team that are very fickle. Yeah. Um, well, you know, that can turn very quickly. Yeah, and sometimes it's hard to be positive when things are going against you because 
I watched um, it was interesting. I watched um, a couple of Everton channels after the Everton game, and there was this one pair mm-hmm. um, Everton fans I was watching. And it was about 15 minutes. I, I visited my dad and I put he logs to watch a few of these things. And they were just going on and on and on. And they were literally saying, I hate Everton. They're wearing Everton tops. I hate the club. They were saying, I hate the club. I hate the players. But they'd be there the next game cheering on that yeah. uh, last minute win. And then everything will be like, I love the club again. It's like you get that. Don't you? you can yeah. never say you hate your club. Um, I don't know. You, you can hate the situation and you can hate the performances. But you, hate is never the way to go. It's always no. you can criticise, but you can do it in in the right way, can't you, Lucy? And that's the way you like to do it. Exactly, exactly. That that's me through and through. <laughs> you you don't want to hear me at matches though, because I'm very loud. So loud's <laughs> good, though. If you sit by me in the steeple, you know where I'm sitting. Believe me. <laughs> so you're, you're quite vocal at the game. So Lucy, on- to finish off on. Um, <laughs> We need your performance rating for the match and we need your pundit nomination for man of the match as well. Right. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to go with a 6.5. I was going to go with a 7. Yeah. If we'd have got that last goal. It was just oh, so, so, so close. But no, I, I think, think it might have gone up to an 8 if we'd have got that last goal. <laughs> that would have been amazing. I think mine would have gone up for definite. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think 6.5 is fair. That's what honest. I gave it at, on my yeah. match reaction. Yeah, um, I haven't got to watch it yet, so I do apologise, Dave. Lucy. <laughs> Make sure I you watch the vlog as well. <laughs> oh, I will, I will. Um, but uh, my man of the match, Trinko, all day, all day long, he was brilliant. And the blokes that sit behind me, the three blokes that sit behind me at games, they always say, oh, God, he's coming on again. Oh, he's bloody crap. You know, he's, he's not fast enough. He don't hold the ball. He's not tough enough. And, and I said, watch. Watch what's coming in this game. Something's going to happen. And literally two minutes later... It's less than two minutes, I think. What is that first 60 seconds, wasn't it? That crossed to Johnny and they went... Um. Okay, we're going to sit down and shut up now. One point and then to he hits the inside of the post from 35 yards. Oh, and then he scores it just before half time. Of course, it was a great effort. That ne- if that what was Nevis. What a shot that was. Wow. I mean, oh, it's a good job I wasn't recording that because I think I'd have dropped my phone. It was. <laughs> I don't want to do that. No, it was it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, and then and then his goal. It was it was so fantastically taken. He knew where it was going. He knew where he wanted it to go, and he just took it. And it was fantastic. And I was so proud of him. And as I say, these three blokes behind me, they went, "Oh, we're going to listen to you from now on." I was like, "Well, you're better because you did." <laughs> You tell, you tell them, Lucy. I tell you what, it's great. It's great to be waxing lyrical about Trinko because I mean, I've been critical of him and and been frustrated as so many fans. But now he's laid a marker down. Now he has, and he has got to reproduce that performance every time he puts the shirt. It can't be just a you know a flash in the pan performance. He's got to do that. We've seen little glimpses, but we saw the complete performance. We saw the player that he. People say he is, yeah. and he's got to replicate that. It can't be yeah. a one-off. 
like, oh, we'll do this once every 20 games or something. He's got to do it the next game. For me, with that sort of performance, he'd be a starter for me against Villa. Yes. Yeah, and me. Oh, oh definitely. Uh, ahead of Wang, if yes. we play 3-4-3. Three, three. Yes. It'd be interesting to see what he puts out for Villa, because obviously we don't mm. know how Neves is going to be. We're hoping that, you know, it's a couple of weeks and he'll be OK. Raul is obviously going to be suspended, so you'd think... Fabio will get the opportunity to be a big, big opportunity. I just want Fabio Silva to score. And what a way if he were to score the winner, a couple of goals against uh, Aston Vanilla. That would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Oh, God, can you imagine the ray we're going to make if that happens? I'll tell you what, oh, <laughs> the, Villa, the Villa fans, they're going to be coming. They're going to be making a noise. You know, forget the West Birmingham baggy birds. You know, they... They ain't even going to make the playoffs. Don't I? Don't think. You know, forget the West Birmingham baggy birds. Um, the Villa can uh, forget Small Heath. Wolves Villa. It's the Premier League Midlands derby. It's the main one these days. And obviously, they've we've always had the it's the mind the gap derby. Yes. Where, uh, you're doing. Uh, you know, that's, and they, they're going to have a. We stunned them away at Villa Park. They want revenge. It's going to be a fantastic game. And we've got to be on it. Um, yeah. but, and, don't, and don't forget, Wolves are currently in pole position to finish as the highest ranked Midlands team in the country because we're above Leicester as well. And Carl might be able to... Carl, if you're watching, I, I know you are because he's always there. <laughs> I'd like you to find out for me, when was the last time Wolves were the highest ranked in the football pyramid Midland team? I'd like to know the last year that was because it, it'd be interesting to know what year that was, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Lucy, thanks ever so much for coming on. Have you found it okay? Not as bad as you thought? Not as bad as I thought, Devin. I'll definitely come back on if you love me. Definitely. <laughs> and I'd say, and I'd encourage anyone that's interested in coming on to the channel, um, coming on to the channel, it's not as bad. It's scary, but once you do the first one, it's not bad. I've got to put a little... Uh, this out from Logan. We've got we've got a few Leeds fans that have joined us. Hopefully you're welcome. Uh, Leeds fan, you deserved at least one. I don't believe it was a red card for him and Ed. However, I see why it was given. All the best for the season, but I believe we needed that. They did need that Leeds. It's been a big help to that. Uh, Bethany Beth has said she's loved Lucy. Um, do you want uh, do you want Lucy to come back on again? Wolves F1, great one, Lucy. Kevin Layton. <laughs> Uh, well done, Lucy. Bravo. So you're getting lots of support for coming on the channel. And we need oh, to get more female fans to come on, don't we, Lucy? Definitely, definitely. Because just because we're women does not mean that we don't love our team. Exactly and right. And the pubs as well. <laughs> 100%. Thanks ever so much, mate. All right, sweetie. You take God bless care. you. See you at the next one. Cheers. Yeah. Bye, sweetie. Bye, Lucy. Bye. bye. Uh, and there we've got Josh Rudbury's come on as well. Some really good options from Lucy as well. Uh, Roger Tomlinson saying, uh, big up Lucy. And Beth starting a trend, bring back Lucy on hashtag. It's fantastic. Right, uh, we've got Scott and we've got... Uh, I can't wait to get Tuba Walls back because it's been a while since I've had spoken to him. But we're going to talk to Tuba Walls because he's got news on the Brass Band World to tell us about when he comes on as well, I'm sure. Some victories. Uh, but we've got Scott. Hello, mate. 
Thank yeah. you for waiting patiently <clears throat> in the background. Uh, We've not had you on for a while either, have we, Scott? Say again? We've not had you on for a little while either. Yeah, to be honest, I'm, I'm just been busy. Like, I was nodding off in the green room. I went, what, you're not saying it was boring, are you? <laughs> no, no. Just, just, working, just working a lot of hours and stuff, so. that's not, What do you do, Scott? I work at Asda now, don't I? Oh, uh, yeah, Asda. That's right, Asda Price. Fantastic. Before we get on to Scott's segment, uh, we're just going to talk about the uh, football prizes. We're going to talk about the football prizes and the latest prize, the because uh, the Jose Saw armband, uh, Jose Saw glove. There was sixty-five entries. All sixty-five entries were uh, were sold, and that was really popular. And this week, we've got from football prizes a Connor Cody. Signed and framed Wolves captain's armband, all authenticated, all framed, and the winner, it's all delivered as well. There's only 65 entries to win that. Um, I'm not sure exactly how many has been sold at the moment, um, but if you want to get yourself into uh, to win the Connor Cody uh, signed and framed captain's armband, uh, you have until Wednesday night at half past seven to get yourself in for the draw. And the draw takes place on the Football Prizes Facebook page. I think it's about midday on Thursday. The link is in the description below. All right, then, Scott. Obviously, uh, you, you basically watched the first half and followed the second half, seeing the highlights and everything. What are your what are your thoughts on the match? Well, it takes me an hour to walk to work and I had to leave at half time. But when I left my house, I was confident we got three points in the bag and job was done. Um and then when I'm getting notifications and then messages telling me like Raul got sent off, they've got one back, they've just equalized, and then they get a winner in the last like injury time basically. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, because as soon as I got to work, there was a West Ham fan there, and he was loving the fact that we've just lost because it helps. Well, he was, they? Because they're a, yeah. we're a threat. He thought it was. He thought it was two two. He didn't think Leeds got a winner, and I walked through the door and told him, "Yep, they got the winner." Bit frustrated, to be honest. Um, it was a good game from the from watching it in the first half. It was a good game end to end. Um, I did think that we were on top more, and I do think we. You know, we're going to be better and get in the result at the end of it, especially when we score two good goals. But I never, for once, when I left the house, thought it would go that way at all. Football's a funny old game. Uh, Michael Brown has basically said, other than Wolves, what are your other passions? I know she's got a doctor who talks, well, I've got lots of passions, um, of course, and I do have a, a retro Doctor Who top on. Uh, tonight, and uh, do you have a Doctor Who poster in the background there? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the side. That one. Yeah. So yeah, so you're uh, you're a bit of a hoobie, and I do like my Doctor Who. Um, I don't know if I've asked you this before. Who's your favourite favourite Doctor? And in the chat, leave who you if you if you've ever watched Doctor Who, let us know who your favourite Doctor is. But Scott, have I asked? I might have asked you before, but who, who's your favourite Doctor? Um, Tom Baker. Who's my favourite? Tom Baker. I do like Tom Baker with his jelly babies. I'm not sure who I've got on there. Is that Tom Baker? I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, it's a Tom Baker retro. I do like David Tennant. Um, always a big time. Um, Andy Hinton is um, 
is saying Tom Burt. Uh, Patrick Moran says, well, fair play to you, Scott, working on still keeping that, going to the walls, keep working away, kid. Tom, I was going, Chris Ellickson, Gamer Girl, Lottie, David Tennant, uh, Carl Whitehouse, Sylvester, Sylvester McCoy, um, Andrew Benton Tennant, David Tennant from Josh, Tom Baker from Roger, Adrian Jones, Tom Baker, uh, Katie Murray says he don't like Dr. Who. <laughs> Fair enough. And Chris Baldwin goes with Chris Bertie. I think it's a generational thing, isn't it, really, uh, with who's your favourite doctor? I'm really intrigued to see who the uh, the one uh, that's going to replace. Robert Flash has gone McCoy and Martin Wolfwright's gone John Pertree, Patrick Moran, Tom Baker. So there are your pop pop popular ones there. Uh, none for Jodie Foster. Anyway, move on. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, mate, I mean... What did you? What's your take on the red card? Well, I've watched it several times, Dave, um, and for me, it is a yellow, um, and because it's his second yellow, obviously, it's got to it's got to be a red. It's just because for me, it's fifty fifty. They've both gone for the ball, but the reason why it's a yellow is because he got to the ball before Raul, so it is a yellow. But at the same time, I think it's a harsh yellow considering it was really. It was closest, closer to 50-50 than it was to like a, a challenge on them. Like they collided really badly. And you can't deny Raul an opportunity for going for the ball. Because if he gets there first, he's knocking it around the keeper. And then we're talking about, you know, another incident went like what we did with Edison and Jota. You know, but it's just the keeper got there first. And because of it, that's why it's the other. Plus the fact that I think... Their keeper went off after that, I believe. He did. Um, that it adds more fire to the wood and probably goes in the favour of the ref. But to be honest, that ref, like I know it's going to sound cheesy, but Kevin Friend's no friend of mine. He's literally one of the. He's. I've been saying it before on the show, Dave. It's the best league in the world, but it's the worst officials. And Kevin Friend just gave you an example of why we have the worst officials. Like, somebody was telling me I need to check out the challenge on 8 Nori, Um because apparently the Leeds player goes right through him and the ref gives nothing. Like, not even a card, just gives him, like, a telling off. And now I think Jack confirmed that earlier on as well. It's okay. just... Uh, it's just it's infuriating. But at the same time, you know, we've lost because of our own mistakes. We can blame the ref as much as we want and it did change the game with Raul going off, but I watched the defense for the second goal. I've seen I've seen all the goals, but the second goal is the one that sticks in memory because it's Calamity. just it was yeah. it was Keystone Cross defending. We had so many think... opportunities to clear the ball, and Jose Sarr has pulled off a great save, a couple, of, and he's a brilliant keeper, but he was all over the shot for that goal. And Do you know uh, what as well, he was trying. He's, you can't fault him for effort, but he was just running around. You look, we you look to the place. You look to the thing as well, like where Sace got clattered in the head and he's gone down. They've come on, they've done the concussion checks and everything. But then he's gone down again because he's still feeling it. It argues the point. Should have been a concussion sub for Saw. Yeah. I reckon he should have come off and put Kilman on. I yeah. honestly do. But. It's it's one of them. Like they they know more than what we do. So if they think he's really good to go, then he should again looking at the second goal when he missed kicks the ball. Sace knows better. Sace should have tried to take the ball down and kicked it out of play for a, 
throwing or a, a simple it corner. Panicking it. it was panic. Yeah. And like Saar has been probably the best signing we've ever had in a long time. He's been one of the top players this season. But he's at fault as well for that second goal because he's all over the shot. Yeah, so, I mean, and he did pull off a great save from that uh, strike from the edge of the area from that lead. So, uh, I feel sorry for Cody because you look at the first goal, Cody clears it off the line but still manages to go in. You look at the second goal, he gets back just in time but he bounces off him and goes in the net. Cody clears it off the line or, or Saisa clears it off no, the line. No, kicked it right back to the line and Cody's the one who kicked it back to the line. No, no, it's Cody and Saisa that were in there. If you look at the replay, Cody gets back, kicks it off the line, and then he goes to Sais, who then kicks it back, and that's so they get their goal. All right. Producer says different, but we'll have, we'll, we'll, we'll have to look at that one again. But it, 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 it ended up with the same outcome. Yeah. Um, it was like, I couldn't understand why the ball was kicked back towards goal when it was just lump the ball out of the area type of job and reset, but we didn't. Uh, we've just had a, a Leeds fan, that's another Leeds fan that's just come on. Uh, Michael Brown says, I have to say, last night's game was the best games of this season. Had everything, players off injured, setting off goals, last minute win after two goals, own crazy ending. Uh, fair comment. It was uh, someone here says, Kevin... Uh, Kevin Friend was walking around Wolverhampton with a balaclava on. I thought it was quite funny. Um, oh, it's just, it, it's just, Adrian Richards is going with a producer with a tick. <laughs> it's fantastic. We should talk about Daniel Pedence because he's been brought up. We haven't really spoke about Daniel Pedence. What do you think about his performance? For me, Pedence has to start every game. The lad, the lad has been incredible this season and. You know, I, I try and look at the positives for the for the game and potency is a positive. For me, I've been one of his critics, but Trinko, that was probably the best I've seen him in a wool shirt, uh, especially the first half. Second half, I've been told that he had a quieter one, but he still had his opportunities and chances. And then I also saw that last one that he had near the end where the keeper pulled off a good save. Um, it was good to see Johnny playing. Um, and getting a goal on his 100th appearance for the club. Um, Bolly as well, winning every aerial duel, but then messes up for the third goal. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's horrible. Like, we play we play really well, and it's just silly mistakes that have cost us. Very unlike, very unlike Wolves. Um, Carl Whitehouse has put a thing up. Um, he said that Wolves... 62-63 season was, was the last time we finished above Blues, Villa, West Brom and um, and someone else. It, I can't think what he, what he said now. But what I want to know, Carl, is is that is the 62-63 season, did we finish above the above the East Midland sides as well? So we're the highest-ranked Midlands team. So that's above the likes of Derby, Forest and Leicester as well. I mean, not just the West Midland teams. I'm on about the whole of the Midlands because currently we're sitting above Villa and Leicester, who have been above us recently. And so that's what I want to know, um, mates. If you were to give a performance rating for that, what are you going to give it? Six. A solid six. Um, and I'll take it that's for the first half as a whole. No, first half. If we if we carried on playing the way we were doing in the first half, I would have gave it an eight. Yeah. 
But second half, obviously I can't comment on the full 45 of the second half because I didn't see it. I only saw the highlights and what I've seen on Twitter. Yeah. But um, it's oh, like if you do it by notifications, Raul gets sent off, equaliser. Um, I mean, one back, equaliser, then a winner in the last minute, like injury time stuff. Yeah, it drops it all the way down to a six. The only reason why it stays a six is because we still gave it a good go near the end of the game. Um, but damage was already done. It's, fr- it's just frustrating. So I'm not like if the, there's not many teams I hate, but I don't really like Leeds that much because my uncle he's a massive Leeds fan and he made it really difficult if he was ever in the house with us because like <laughs> anytime Leeds scored, he would like jump and he would over celebrate if that's the, the right way I could yeah. put it. And it was just infuriating. It really annoyed me. That's why, like, any time we play Leeds, I want to I want to beat them, like, just because of that. Because I know I'm going to get a text message or something after saying, hey, guess what? But lucky enough, he hasn't said nothing yet. So I'm waiting for it. Um, but, yeah, it's it's horrible. Like, I left my house confident that we were getting three points. And the fact that Ruben Evers is on his way to Portugal on crutches as well. It's not good. Is he on his way to Portugal with crutches, is he? Yeah, somebody on one of the Wolves groups posted a picture of, of him with Neves and he works in the airport and he says that apparently he's got like a knee cap on and he's got um, crutches as he was travelling away. And if he's in the airport, I'm presuming he's going to Portugal. Yeah, well, that might just be a precaution at the moment. Well, let's, uh, let's hope. Uh, your man of the match... Um, personally, for me, just going by the, the first half, I would say Trinko. Um, just because that is probably the best I've ever seen him in a wall shirt. I don't think he should start, though, over He-Chan. I do think He-Chan's better. Um, I think He-Chan should start the next game. But it's one of them, like, you saw how much it meant to the team and Trinko himself, because even Saar ran all the way down to celebrate yeah. with him. So, do you take Trinko to the bench again, or do you start him now and give him a bit more confidence and hope he kicks on? I, I, but, I'm of the view right now, if we depending on whether we play three five two or three four three, if we're playing three four three, my front three would be Fabio Silva, Daniel Pedence, and Trinko for yeah. the Villa game, and because I, I, one came on, but I don't, he had a shot, but he didn't really do a lot. Trinko. I can't believe I'm actually saying it, to be honest, Scott, but on performance on that game, if like if, if he doesn't get a start and the manager's saying to him, I want you to do that again, and if he doesn't start him in the next game, they play 3-4-3 three, three after a performance like that, then he's like, what do I need to do? But I'd give him the chance. If I was if I was thinking, I'd say, right, brilliant. That's what we want from you, lad. Go out and do that again. You've got your chance. The shirt's yours. Keep it. I thought he did, and that's why the, I would start him. The thing with Trinko is there's, there's potential there. We know that he came from Barcelona with high high, spectis, high expectations. Um, we know what type of player he can become. Um, but it's been, as a Wolves fan, it's been infuriating watching him play because he hasn't hit that potential. He's had mediocre performances. Um, and then today... Well, not today. Yesterday, sorry, was probably like I said, the best I've seen him in a wall shirt. So, if we do start him, it'll be a huge confidence boost for him, 
and hopefully he grabs that and takes it by storm. But if he doesn't, I don't know what's next for him, to be honest. Because with Neto coming back, I know Neto's not fully fit yet and he's he's getting there slowly. Would you start Trinko over Neto? Would like, I start Trinko over Neto? Uh, yes, that I will start Trinko over Neto because Neto's coming back from injury and, and Trinko... No, I, mean, I mean in the sense like if they were both fully fit, no. nothing wrong with them. Of course you not. Start. If it was you a fully start. fit Neto... Um, <clears throat> If everyone was fully fit, <coughs> and it's a front three, your front three startings, Jimenez, Neto and Pedence. Yes. That's the strongest front three, with Trinko, Wang and Fabio Silva behind those as your mm-hmm. options. Um, but for the next game, we know the rolls out. So it's, for me, it's, if it's a 3-4-3, three, three, and it's debatable whether it will be a 3-4-3 three, three, because Villa have got a very strong midfield, um, but if it's a three-four-three, then um, I'm starting Fabio, Trinco, and Pedence. If it's a three-five-two, it's got to be Fabio and Pedence, and then you've got Martinho, Dendonka, and you've got to bring Kundalin. You've got to bring Kundalin for that game because he played really, really well away at Tottenham, and if large trust him. He's got to put him in. Kundal is a good player. He's got so much ability, but that's if it's a, if it's a, if it's a middle three. Because what other options have you got? That's the thing. It's never going to be fit or not. Uh, to finish off on Scott, your man of the match, pundit rating. Uh, yeah, Trinko. Just because I'm basing it on the first half, and from what I've heard about the second half, and rating, yeah, stick with six. Fantastic. Scott, thanks for being patient. Not on last tonight, um, which is uh, which is good. Hopefully, you'll stick around in the green room, or either that you're probably tired to go to bed. Uh, but it's great to have you back on the channel, mate. Uh, no worries. I'll try and get on more often if I can. Up the Bushbury Hill as well, mate. Keep up the good work. I'm, I'm trying, mate. It's making me go more grey. Oh, no. You'll get there in the end, mate. Keep your hair. My hair's going a little bit, mate. But don't worry. I've got a cap. I can put it on, so you're all right. <laughs> Catch you later. See you later, Dave. All the best. Uh, So that's um, Scott. Uh, We've got Tuba Wolves, Craig coming up next and then coming up the rear, um, very late entry into the green room, we've got Josh. Craig, thanks for being so patient, mate. It's so good. It's been so long because, let's face it, Craig is a top brass bander and he's been having a lot of competitions, haven't you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hi Dave, uh, and and everybody on the uh, live live uh, stream. Yeah, yeah, we've had a great start to the year, uh, Dave. I'm the uh, the musical director of the Staffordshire band, and we've uh, we've had two competitions. It's it's banding competition season at the moment, so uh, I'm really busy with the band. But uh, we went to Butlins in January and came away as first section mine workers national champions. So we're really pleased. And two weeks ago, uh, we won the Midland Area Championship. So we'll be representing um, the Midlands down at the Nationals uh, oh. in September of this year. So I'm I'm really really proud of the uh, the band. They worked really hard. I, I'm not I'm not a very easy uh, guy to work with, um, but, but but they've been absolutely brilliant. And uh, you know I can draw um, sort of analogies. Yeah, Dave, between 
Wolves and the Banda. I give my 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 banding players a certain job to do. We've we're we're under massive pressure because we have to go on stage having uh, rehearsed a piece for three to four weeks. What piece was uh, it that you played? Uh, for the um, the Midland area, it was Spectrum, a uh, piece by Gilbert Vinter, and then uh, at the uh, the Butlins Mine Workers, we did a piece called Diversions on a Bass Theme by a quite well-known orchestral composer called George Lloyd. Um, but but each of the players have their jobs to do, and uh, if if they, if they, if they don't do it, Dave, then I then I get pretty cross with them. And uh, you're a last demanding night, coach then. Yeah, and 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 that's the 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 right thing. If you want to be any good at anything, uh, you've got to expect your players to perform to a certain level. I thought for the first fifteen minutes last night we were all over the shop. We were sloppy uh, with a ball. Leeds Leeds could have scored t- uh, two goals early doors, um, and we settled. And for for that um, last the last thirty minutes of the first half. I thought we were in absolute control. Um, we were under no danger whatsoever. Uh, should have been four or five up. Raul missed two sitters. And I you want to talk a, a bit a bit about Raul. Yeah, OK. If we're not careful, we start to look at players because we love them, same as we did with Nuno. And we start to not see uh, the, the real picture. We start making excuses for, for people that should know better. Those two chances Raul missed, they were guilt-edge chances that prior to him uh, getting his score cracked by that dog, Luis, that, and he should have been sanctioned. That, that, that was a reckless challenge by Luis. And, I, uh, and, and you know, that guy wants shooting for me. But that, that's another story. Um, they were guilt-edge. And for a guy of, of, of Raul's talent and skill, that ball uh, twice uh, sh- should have been in the net. And I think uh, that he is getting frustrated. He- he's played 28 games for us and he's only got six goals, but he's but he's missed some real sitters this season. I couldn't believe, so, him. I couldn't believe that one that went across when, just after Johnny. It seemed to uh, go in between both his legs. Uh, and he, the lob, though, Dave. Yeah, expecting the ball to hit the back of the net. Yeah, and the lob. I mean, uh, you know, if, if you... If you're working on a, on a football training pitch for a week and you can't lob a ball in a straight line, what are you doing? You know, he's, he's, he should have lobbed it, or do you think he should have just got his foot over the ball and just smashed no, it? no, the the lob was ex- exactly the right thing to do, and and with the skill level Rail's got, that should have been in 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 the net. But but then when you've got a goal scoring record like Wolves have got, which is pretty poor. You've got so much pressure on your on your shoulders because you know that almost every single chance you have, you've got to take because we don't score many goals. Well, what's our record at the moment? One point oh eight per game for, for and a that's team that's improved. That's, that's oh, improvement since January as well. Ab- absolutely, and you, and you look at that over over the last two years, and really as a club, we haven't moved that far forward, Dave. You know, uh, our goal-scoring record is not great. And and one of the reasons for that for me is that when we break, on the break, we have a midfield two, magic players, so much skill off the park. 
but but they hold the ball up and they allow teams to get back in shape. The 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 amount of times we break and then we stop when we get the ball in midfield and then we pass it back and we pass it across the three again and we take time and 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 teams just just get back in their shape. And you're not going to score uh, that easily when teams are back in in shape. Uh, Man City, Liverpool in particular, when they break, they are devastatingly quick. And they've normally got three three attackers against two defenders because they, they just don't stop. They go from one end of the pitch to the other and there's no messing about. And we tend to just slow it down. And and, 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 and Jeff Rowe is a player that does that for us, isn't he? And he's been obviously out and then he's got injured again. And we've Absolutely. missed that. And Jotty before him used to do that same sort of thing as well. Yeah. Priori we, as well. I mean, I know his end product wasn't the thing, but he would be one that would drive us forward and just run. We see Daniel trying that sometimes, but I guess, I guess what you're saying, but yesterday when we were um, on top, we had that fluidity of the overlaps and running forward Absolutely. and creating there, and they didn't know where we were coming from. And we had all of that. And I think Bruno Large's ambition and his intention is to get to that point well, I think to get to that point, he wants to play the four-two-three-one system, which is what he played at Benfica. And I think we've got the attacking players to do that. But have we got the defensive players to play four at the back at the moment? Obviously not, because he doesn't tend to do that. And we'd still need, I think, that Renato Sanchez type player that's going to get into the middle, that's going to drive through the middle. Absolutely, Dave. And and uh, I don't know whether you've noticed. We get particular bad results against really poor sides, nil-nil against Burnley, uh, the lot at home to Palace, uh, Norwich in the Cup when we couldn't score. We play very, very poorly. And the reason for that is, is when you watch these, these teams um, uh, get coached against us, their, their um, front line play right up on us. So, so they give us no space oh, to course. play that ball out, out of the back three. So they stop us playing out, out of the back. And we've got no answer to it. So, so I would, I would say to Bruno, what are you doing when you know that's going to happen? Teams are sussed out that uh, we play these wing backs, so that so they push players wide on them. You, 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 the the only way out of that then is for one of your back three to come out with a ball, and we're not doing that. We we play it across the back, across the back. Um, the second after absolute capitulation. Absolute capitulation. There is no excuse for a team that is that is the level of Wolves and the players Wolves have got to capitulate in that way. They were they lost their structure, they lost their shape, they lost their discipline. People were hoofing that they were swinging feet at balls. You were, we we need to forget why we are fans and we pay to watch and we're passionate about our, our club. These are professional. Footballers who are who are paid a great deal of money to be at the very very top of their art, and last night in that second half they failed miserably, absolutely miserably. Uh, and 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 you it's can say very unlike very. As I said earlier, I think early new notes that we had a few of these type of collapses um, in the first season up in the Premier League. I know we finished seventh, but we had a few of these where we conceded a goal and then we kind of lost the plot for a bit. Yeah. We haven't seen a Wolves team, not a Bruno Large team, do that. Absolutely. And it's the first time that that's happened. And 
I think it was Adrian Richards that said it, it might be something to do that Neves was off the pitch um, because the, the, they were coming through. I know we were down to 10 men as well. And we had that. And maybe the Raul sending off, that they, they lost. There was something that wasn't right, was it? They were panicking, whereas before there was structure. <coughs> you know, and it, it was so unlike Wolves defensively this season. First yeah, time, Dave, Dave I, I, I think there's merits in what he's saying. But, but if we're going to be a, a one-man club when we lose one man and we capitulate that that way, then we're in serious trouble. Well, you know, I, we're in serious trouble if we sold Nevers because I, 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 I think to a point now, we're at a point where if Raul did go, we would replace Raul. I think we've looked, I don't think he's going anywhere, but I do think there's other options that we can get. I think they'll invest in a, I wouldn't be surprised they invest in another striker. Um, you know, that strong striking thing. But like, you look at the midfield, and if we lost Neves, like, out that midfield, he, he is the, the linchpin. He's fantastic, though. He is fantastic, but, but, but he shouldn't have been the reason that, no. that we lost we lost our shape and we lost our discipline. Against what you have to say, he's a very, very mediocre side, and we struggle against poor to mediocre sides. Remember, remember the first year in the Premier League we, when Huddersfield only won three yeah, games? twice. And, twice and, the Albion, and the Albion, a, a really, really poor side, uh, the baggies were, and we couldn't beat them. I know. And, and to be fair, the one thing that you've got to, you, you can say about Leeds um, is they never stop running, they keep fighting, and the second they had a sniff with the sending off, that kind of re-energised them. And then when they got that first goal, it was yeah, like absolutely. the Alamo after that. It was like... Absolutely. And it was like us when we played the Villa earlier on the season when we were nowhere near in the game and we got that goal from Saïs, yeah. 2-1. And it was almost the same. They capitulated in Energized the same way. The stadium, panic, yeah. stations. And there was inevitability in the Wolves-Villa game when Neves stepped up to take that free kick, even though it wasn't going... Towards the goal, it took a diff- wicked effect. But we just knew, I think the Villa fans just knew that the goal was coming. And it kind of felt the same way in the in the Leeds. You kind of like, even when we got to the 91st minute, we just thought, oh, are we going to get away with it? And then we went behind. And then the last seven minutes, six minutes, we were brilliant again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, we we'd, we'd, uh, we realised that we were going to lose a game that we should never have been, been losing. Uh, and that was the issue. And... And the one thing that I'll say, as much as I moan about about what, what what they did, we've got a squad that I know go out there and they give us everything. Right? So 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 physic no physically and desire, I have got no issue with whatsoever. But structurally, last night we lost the plot, and and if we're going to move on, it's not just players that have got to change, Dave. We've got to change the way we play because we don't move forward and and back as a team. Uh, we 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 allow our forwards our forwards and midfield are too far apart, and that's that's another reason we don't score goals. Um, you, you know, uh, all the very best teams move move up the pitch as a team, and then move back at back at, as a as a team. We don't do that. Um, another thing that that's been uh, um, sort of mentioned: the Premier League has got the worst referees in world football. And it's no surprise, is it, when you when you've got the absolute banker that is Mike Riley, and I and I'm and I'm being kind there at the top of the tree 
Mike Riley is one of the biggest bankers that there's ever been. And we, and we all think that bankers need, need to be uh, in jail, don't we? Yes, we do, after after all the fraud they committed. Well, well he's, he's in that league. He's inept, he's, he's arrogant, and he never, ever sort of understood the game. What Mike Riley was, was he was the most uh, important person on the pitch. And his referees follow his, his lead. That was always going to be a card when Raul didn't make contact with the ball. Uh, it was a 50-50 ball. He didn't, he didn't mean to foul him. But friend or fend, fiend, as you call him. Fiend, yeah, fiend, the, the fiend. fiend. Yeah, yeah. He was never going to do anything else. And very interestingly, he, he was circling around, if you remember, when Raul was on the pitch. And he'd already got his card out. And he, and he couldn't wait to give it him because these referees at the moment, they're the most important people on the pitch. They, are, they sh- sh- should have the hair comb- combed over to the left uh, and, and little toshies here. Hey, mate, uh, because you're like a brass bandy, you're a re- you'd have watched the film many times. One of my favourite films. Brass off. Does he Pete not Pete look like Pete Postlewaite? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He does, but he also look, yeah, but he also looks like um, uh, the weasel. Had a toe to toe door. So, we're not very, we're not friends of, of Kevin, are we? At the moment. Oh, and 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 Var though, Dave. I mean, I mean that the the, uh, the you know handball against Manchester City. Some of the decisions that the the professionals like Shearer and Wright have have called into question. They've not even been been close, Dave. The, you know, these these have been absolute, um, 100% wrong decisions, and they've still gone with them. Whereas you and me, next to a television, we'd have said, no, oh, that's, that's no pen. Straight away, with no training or whatever, because we're football fans, correct? Absolutely, and mate. That- I mean, everyone could see, couldn't they, mate? Everyone. And I, do, I, w- I will say that, um, Craig... You're a massive, massive supporter of my channel. Um, you know, you you're a member. You know, you 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 really, really support me, and you've and uh, and I'm really grateful it's for a that. Pleasure, you, Dave. you stick. Yeah, you've, no, you're you've, because I'm a member for many, many months, and uh, it's really appreciated, mate. And this is why it's great to get you back on, because we. Uh, yeah. I, what the thing that I love about you, Craig, is that you always speak from the heart. About how you feel about everything, yeah, in, in the right way, and we have tongue-in-cheek things that we say and stuff like that. But you always say it as you see it, and you talk really well, and it's it's great to have that passion um, come on, which is great, which is why I've like said a few times we haven't had you for a while. It's been a, a couple of months, but then when you have been traveling the country, winning trophies, you yeah, know, uh, brass bands. You know, it's it's been difficult for you recently to get on, isn't it? And uh, on the channel, yeah, yeah. But 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 the um, it's a joy to, to to be a support, Dave, because the job you do that that has now sort of expanded, and it and it's great to see you sort of excited about using the new mics with the covers on uh, to, to 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 keep the noise down. Oh, yeah, for, you know, for me, for me being a musician. And and uh, we we use equipment that is thousands and thousands of pounds worth of value. It's it's a joy for 
for my players to play with top instruments. And it's a, and it's going to be the same for you. Well, yeah, you I mean, that's a, you... memberships help me do because I'd like they investing in the marks are like about three hundred pounds to do. And uh, I had, funnily enough, someone that um, commented on the. Uh, on the first couple of videos saying that it was only working in mono. It was only coming through the right ear. If you put your earphones in great right. feedback um, from the thing. And then we've looked into it, reconfigured it. And hopefully it's now in stereo. Um, Cause when you listen to it on a, on a TV or a computer, it comes through. But if you ever listen to it in a headphone, it was only coming through the right ear. So it should come through the right and the left ear now, but it's, it, it became apparent when I was doing the things like if it's windy or stuff like that, people were blowing in and out. So I like to try and invest in the channel and up the quality. And I'm glad that you picked up on that. So I appreciate it. But you're, all the members uh, of the group has helped it as, uh, and has helped uh, being able to reinvest that money back into this sort of stuff. So thank you. Final thoughts yeah, on you, man of the match and performance rating? Yeah. Um, well, uh, I've, got, I've got two in mind. Uh, Johnny Otto, great to see him back, Johnny. Johnny, he's so calm and he's so cool, and he's and he's got a real uh, brilliant football brain. I love his uh, love his uh, positioning on a football field, which 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 showed up for the goal that he scored, um, and 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 the lad everybody loves to hate, Queen uh, Cow, who was a revelation, and and you know sometimes I think same with Silver, I think Silver's going to be an amazing player for us. And he's not far off. Um, I think that he probably needs to start a, a few games and Raul comes on uh, for the last half an hour of games because he's, his movement is, is brilliant. But uh, last, that's another story, which I'm, I'm diverged, so my apologies. Um, for me, Otto, last night, because he's come back from a, a serious injury, he's looking absolutely fantastic. I gave the first half seven. I said, had Raul put, put those two away, it would have been a nine. But the second half was, uh, performance was a two. Um, so I'll, I'm looking around five, five and a half, Dave, because it, it was the perfect curate's egg, wasn't it? A real dichotomy. Great first half, absolute garbage second half. And um, yeah, I just, I never slept last night, you know. It, it, it upset me that much. What, yeah, running through it all in your head. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. I was that irritated that, that we'd thrown away a usually commanding position against a very poor side. They were dead in the water. I mean, they were were. Bamford was crying, wasn't he? Bamford yeah. was crying on the bench. Yeah, he was distraught that he'd come on and got injured again. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Carl. So, I'll tell you what, Carl. For, for Aston Vanilla, because Carl has a brilliant tuba. That's why he's called Tuba Wolves. I've got a challenge for you, if you can do well, it. I don't know when, when it'll extra time will be yet. I can't. What, what day do we do? We play vanilla. Is it? A, it's a Saturday. So it might be Saturday night uh, that we'll do extra time. I'm not sure, but I think you need to get practicing on the tuba on the Mind the Gap song. Okay, now that's. Uh, so if, if we manage, to be, if we do manage to beat vanilla. Then Aston Vanilla. Then we need you to come on with your tuba and give us a rendition of Mind the Gap on the tuba. What do you What do you say? Okay. Yeah, yeah, with the greatest pleasure. Every good entertainment. Yeah. It's a good evening. Yeah, good entertainment. I love it. Yeah, yeah, Fantastic. Yeah, uh, Dave, Dave, thanks for having me on again tonight, and and all and all the fans. You know, just just keep the faith. We 
we're, we're club moving forward and we're going to have these backward moves. And uh, it is, you know, next season onwards and upwards again. Onwards and upwards. And I think we'll, I think just to finish up on you, because we've got Josh coming up in a second, um, I'll get what you're saying about the, uh, about what you're saying about the, the forward play. I, I think one of the things we also have to like think about is Bruno Large, he's still only really had pre-season and a January transfer. Yeah, it's interesting to see what Wolves moves Wolves make in the summer to support him in his vision. And I think only then yeah. can we really truly judge uh, Bruno Large when he because he's still playing with a lot of Nuno thing, which is why he's playing the three. And I think he does want to move to this four-two-three-one. And that excites me because if he can get it right and he can get us playing like he did when Benfica, and then he's got the backup of plan B, 4-3-3 or 4, or 3-4-3, and then 3-5-2, and we've got like an A, B and a C, and he can switch it around. I think that would be really exciting. So we'll have to wait and see what happens in the summer. I think Wolves will invest. I think uh, the, the, there will be a bit of movement. Hopefully we can keep hold of uh, the key players. And if we can strengthen, yeah. then next season could be a really exciting one. Still loads to play I, for, I though. What, good feeling, Craig, before you go. Where are we going to finish at the end of the season? Uh, eighth. Eighth. I think we're going to be eighth. Eighth. Yeah. Just outside. Yeah, just outside. All right. Um, cheers, pal. Unfortunately, yes. Cheers, pal. Thanks for the Thank support you, as always. And hopefully we'll, we'll see you with the tuba if we, uh, <laughs> if we beat... The villains, the villains at uh, in two weeks' time. Fantastic, top man. Oh, cheers, Dave. Cheers, Craig. All the best. Take care, guys. And you cheers. always, rules, mate. Fantastic, Craig. It's so good to have Craig on. Uh, the thing I love about Craig is always uh, strong with his opinions, which he's got. Gamer girl Lottie here has already got the mind the gap, mind the gap Aston Villa, as they say. I mean, it's going to be a bouncing derby. That is, and Josh, you're looking forward to that one. I am, to be honest. I am, to be honest. We need a bit of a, a bit of a pick me up after last night, and uh, well, I'll is, be looking forward this, to that. This is a joy because you didn't know if you were going to make it, did you? Because tell everyone where you've been tonight. Been down to the Greyhound um, in Lower Penn, is it classed as? I think. Yeah. Yeah, for my nan's birthday, so I had a had a nice meal down there. And how how old's your nan? Uh, eighty five. I've just heard my mum say. Did you have a good time? Yeah, it was good. It was good, really nice. I haven't been there for a few years, and then we said that as an option because we had my auntie and uncle live up in um, Amblecout, so it was in the middle for us both to get to. So uh, it, was, uh, it was quite nice. I haven't been for a few years. Carl Whitehouse says Lower Pen, very nice pub. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Well, mate, I'm glad that you made it because um, we always love having you on and everything. And obviously, I saw you in the chat, then you probably saw it. I'd sent you the link. Anyway, yeah. and then sort of like, I'm going to get on, going to get on. So you're last on today. Uh, before we get on to Josh, I don't know how many can, how many logs have we got on the video so far tonight? We've got to have more than 14, surely. There's got to be more than 14. We need to get up to 100. We've had so many people watching. Mate, what's your um, what's your thoughts on the, uh, on the actual uh, game total? Yeah. It was an absolute gut wrencher. It was, I was just so annoyed. It was just gutting the way it went because we were absolutely cruising at half time. Cruising, cruising until the reg the second year. And everyone where you sit? Um, SL4, so literally bang opposite you. 
best of four. Everyone, and by the way, we're on 46 likes on the video. Come on, let's get it up to the 100. Um, so, oh, yeah, and and, and what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get stuck in, first of all, before we get into the goals and all of that, your gut feeling and your thoughts on the Raul red card? It's a 50-50, and it, it's going to be coming from a biased opinion with a lot of us, I think, but watching it back, and I've seen comments on a few posts on the Sky Sports Facebook from Leeds fans saying, Jimenez's boot, Melier's thigh, it didn't. And if that was a centre mid flying through on another centre middle in the middle of the pitch and the centre mid won the ball, it would have been looked at for VAR the way around, in my opinion. I know Melier got to the ball, but I think goalkeepers are quite protected in the games I do. And I think that if that was two outfield players, I personally think it would have gone the other way. It's very interesting, actually, and that one. I mean, I... I, I... My my initial reaction, as I said, was in the North Bank. I thought, oh, it was the other way around. Then I watched it back, and yeah, the keeper got to the ball first. But mm -hmm. I think it was harsh. harsh. It was one of them. It was one of them things. He definitely changed the changed yeah. the game. But yeah. we have got to do better after that. I mean, you're yeah. sitting there watching the second half, mate. And what are you thinking when? I mean, from your perspective of the goals, how do you see that? It was a it was a collapse. Let's be honest. It is annoying to say, but it was it was a collapse, and um, it was just 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 frustration, really. And it, it was like look, I know we've had a few games in the past, and you can look back at um, was it Norwich in the Championship season, and they scored two, and that was the same sort of defensive yeah calamities. And I think Forest did the same the week after. This is what I'm saying. It was I don't know. It was the first year of Nuno, the first in the Premier League. We had a couple of those games where we yeah. just conceded one and conceded another. And we and, yeah. and that reminded me back to that sort of thing. We haven't seen it this sort that sort of defensive fragility in in a Wolves. I think we got our composure back. Yeah. Um, but then obviously the the third goal again was disappointing. Yeah. Um, it was it, it was it was a great game. Mm. <laughs> no, no no two ways about it. It was. Uh, I think. I think, like you said, once that once Raul got sent off, I thought we were doing all right without Neves, and then obviously once the once Raul got sent off, that was that was it. It was. Yeah, uh, he, Leeds, yeah. had, Leeds had the noses up, and that was it. They went for it. He reads the game so well, doesn't he, Neves? Mm. Uh, he's you know he's quite and he, he can sit deep and uh, pick yeah. things out, and you know it's funny. I mean, we haven't talked about the um, the protester. I mean, yeah. we haven't talked about that. I mean, I've I've put that on. Um, I put that on. Uh, funnily enough, on the on YouTube. That's had loads. Yeah. I put it on the Always Walls TikTok. It's had yeah. over a hundred thousand views on the Walls yeah. TikTok. Uh, that has. If you if you got TikTok, get make sure you get on the Always Walls thing. It's like we're building that up, but uh, <laughs> it's like crazy. Yeah. I saw. I saw. I me and my brother both said it was going to happen. Because they did um, Liverpool, they did Everton, and it's it's the same group. There's a um, channel on YouTube. I've got thought I'll have a quick look. He said no more, no to oil on his shirt. So I've quickly put that in YouTube, and they've got a YouTube channel. And within half an hour, we've half within half an hour of all three games where it happens finishing, they've uploaded the video of oh. the, the the person who it is saying who he is, where he's from, what he's going to be doing, and what he was doing it for. It's interesting, isn't it? Because mm -hmm. um, the uh, the thing that they got with the cable tie and whatever it is, yeah. the plastic's made out of oil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like go yeah. figure, go go figure. Really, I mean, yeah. 
you know, the, uh, it's it, it, it. Obviously, they're targeting it um, because yeah. obviously it's on TV and they're going to get yeah. their thing. So you can understand why they're targeting the worry. The wrong, thing, the wrong audience to do it in front of. I think. Well, it ain't going to go down very well yeah. with the uh, with the fans in the same way as the people that lie in front of the middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Road, you know, trying to stop pollution and yet stopping cars. Yeah. That are going to be standing still doing more pollution. It's like it work, costing the businesses money for people not turning up. And, and well, there was, a, you know, all these. So, I mean, we're not going to go into the politics of it. I mean, yeah. because like we're non politics type channel, but <laughs> these sorts of, you know, these sort of things, it's like it's they want to make the point we live in a democracy where people can have opinions and put their opinions forward. And that's what people can do yeah. but like when they ignore the respect of other people who are there yeah. to enjoy something or are trying to get to work or they're trying to pick the kids up or whatever no one will listen to find it counterproductive because yeah. all it does is get people's backs up it's like yeah. and like it, they might get some awareness but they lose yeah. if they're going to get anywhere they need public support and you don't get yeah. public support by peeing everybody off do they yeah. but the, i thought that uh, wolves dealt with it really really yeah. well because he got to the post, um, but I don't know whether it was the stewards or some security, but they were really quick and they managed yeah. to get him before he fastened himself and then carted him off. And did you see Jose Sar having a few words? Yeah. Have you watched <laughs> that video on my channel? Yeah, my brother spotted it as well. He was look at Jose Sar, he's, he's going mad he's there. He sat him when he was going there. I watched your, watched, your, watched your video as well last night. Did he, did he come from down by you, did he, or did he come from the well, big ride? apparently, I've got... Um, I'll show you this picture, and I'll show everyone this picture, um, because I saw something on Twitter, um, which... It, where's he gone? Just grabbing the charger. Go on. Oh, right, OK. So I don't know if everyone can see this, but there's a girl that posted on Twitter, apparently was sitting um, behind us, so there, if you can see there on the left uh, with the with the fairy coats, the producer on the next to her is Hannah, and then you can see me in front just videoing the uh, yeah, the bit. Yeah. You were sitting two rows behind us, um, and that picture was taken. It was put out on social, and you obviously don't want to run out of um, of battery, but you but yeah. So it, but obviously you're behind us, so yeah. never saw it. Emma, the producer, she spotted. I went, David, and like obviously, then I saw that he came across because obviously the play was at the other end. Saw so was, yeah, yeah. was near the goal, so your focus is on the other end of the pitch. And then he tried to sneak in when everyone's not watching. And yeah. you've got to say, fantastic credit to the uh, yeah. to the security and the stewards. And then they're clapping off. I mean, there yeah. was some bleat. I do apologise as well to everyone. But, uh, <laughs> I always try and try to post videos and we try not to swear and all of that and there was a few expletives that were banded about in the direction of the uh, protester uh, and I apologise uh, for any younger viewers and listeners about that but we, it was just one of them things that you, I had to report on. I mean my job as the channel is to cover the game and to cover some of the incidents yeah. and so I had to put it up didn't I? But yeah. um I'm surprised they're actually not one hasn't turned up on any of the live matches on the FA Cup. Yeah, to me, it seemed the thing how they've done the last three games that they were trying to continue to do with us. Um, 
there may be more tomorrow. Maybe they're just targeting the Premier League because they know the Premier League's the one that's broadcasted around the world. Yeah, possibly, but it's a crazy people. Anyway, yeah. you know, <laughs> I respect their opinions to have uh, a voice and on something. I respect their opinions to campaign for something, but I don't have any respect to anyone that tries to ruin yeah. things for other people. Yeah. Um, back to the game, mate. Um, tell, talk about your positives. Um, first off, I think we controlled it, and it was coming into the last 10, 15 minutes of that first half, and there was balls coming down, obviously your right-hand side, our left. Um, quick passes, movement in front of the box. It was looking like a game to remember. And then half time, so we um, we saw obviously Trinkow's shot that looked like it was. I thought it was in. I had already had my hands up in the air. Yeah. And then it got swiveled. Then we saw it at the post, and I still thought it had gone in because it had gone across. It hit the post and gone in, and yeah, but what a then, strike! Oh, because we were, oh, my brother was going shoot, shoot, and I was no, don't shoot, and he hit it, and he, he didn't go in. I mean, I thought at the time it was like, you know, when you're playing five a side for yourself or you're playing with your mates and uh, yeah. you've got them screaming, pass the ball. Yeah. And then they're about to turn around and give you a like, why the hell didn't you pass? Yeah. And then you score. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, fair enough then, type of thing. Yeah. And it was kind of like that. And it was because I, I think it was, it was Raul that was making the run the outside and thought he'd slip him in. But it was yeah. such a brilliant strike. Such a brilliant. And if never had hit that, you know what I mean? It's sort of Neves type strike. It was so I'm glad he got his goal at the end. Yeah. It was a, another good finish for the. I missed uh, that as well because there was a few people moaning by us. Like uh, um, is it Lucy? She said about like, people moaning about Trinkau, and there was a bloke at the bar. We'd literally when the injury had happened, I said to me, "Might be honest, come on, we're going for half time to get a drink." And um, this bloke's moaning about Trinkau next to me. I'm just sitting there going, "Yeah, okay." And then obviously we turned around for the goal, and I just looked at his image just to say, "There you go." <laughs> and walked off from him. I thought, but, uh, uh, a one-off performance. He needs to step it mm, up. Yeah. Um, who else impressed you for Wolves? I've got to say Johnny again because even when we went down to the ten men and we had the claps at the back, I still thought on the ball and the tackles he was making down that side when they were getting down there, he was still giving it hundred percent and staying switched on. Um, I said Ned Neves until he got injured, he was impressing me. Um, Pedence. I'd say the big, the big one for me would be, be Trinko and mainly Johnny again. So who are you going to give us your man of the match, Josh? I'm going to go Johnny. Really? So I think we've had uh, more nominations for Johnny than Trinko. I think that's a very interesting uh, one, and it's a good, it's a good call. I'm personally was, and if you, I don't know if you've watched my reaction yet, but I don't, I don't know if you have yet. But I went for Trinko. So uh, people. People's vote. The producer will monitor this. Who are you going to be voting as the people's man of the match? Are you going for Johnny Otto, who scored one um, and had a fantastic game and was probably our best defender and offered a lot going forward? Or are you going to give it to uh, Francisco Trincao and um, his assist goal hit the post and his all-round performance? Interesting to see what you're going to Give it in the uh, people's vote. Start voting now. And, of course, your performance rating, mate. It's going to have to be a six. It's a six. Solid six. Yeah. Well, it would have been more if we if it had stayed as it was, which we all thought it was going to, and then it just, just went to pot. 
<laughs> just went to pop. It was, uh, it was. I mean, looking ahead now to um, to Villa. Um, obviously, I think that's going to. That's it is a Saturday three o'clock. Yeah, know? Saturday three o'clock. They've moved the Albion Blues game to the Sunday. I want to say. Yeah. Both games we've played Villa this year, Blues and Albion have played when it was first scheduled. Both the next game and the game when we beat Villa, um, Blues and Albion were scheduled also for a Saturday three o'clock. Wow. Okay. And another, local, another local derby. Um, they move moved game to the Friday when we beat the Villa. And then I think they've moved the Blues-Albion game this time to the Sunday. Absolutely, yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, so yeah, that's going to be good. I mean, it's going to be, it's, I reckon it's going to be an atmosphere. It's going to be a great game. Yeah. You know, Villa are going to bring plenty of fans. They're going to be in full voice. This is yeah. the Midlands, the West Midland derby. Now, it's the main derby at the moment because I can't see us playing uh, the West Birmingham Baggy Birds for a while. And I can't see Villa playing Small Heath. Although, what I want to, I do want to say, it was fantastic what Birmingham did when they changed their name to the Small Heath Alliance for a game. Yeah. With the Peaky Blinders stuff, so I thought that was brilliant because I do like my Peaky Blinders and I do mm. like my Baker Boy caps. Uh, to be honest, um, I take it you'll be at the Villa game. Yeah, say so, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there, giving our support as normal. Absolutely, it's gonna be, mate. It's going to be interesting because I've not really watched much of Stephen Gerrard's Villa since he's come in. And, they lost uh, today, didn't they? Was it yeah, one? Yeah, lost one nil to Arsenal. It's going to be an interesting game. No, one nil to Arsenal. Absolutely. And um, so, you know, I mean, Neves a bit concerned about him. Yeah, that'll be to, to be potentially without, well, we're definitely without Raul for two games. Is it um, two games with Raul? Because it's I've, 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 read, I've read somewhere two games, yeah. So that's the Villa game and the what Newcastle. game? Newcastle. Newcastle away. Yeah, I'm there for. T- I'm, I'm at Newcastle two two nights away actually because the uh, yeah. the guys from Spider VPN they're big uh, Newcastle fans, and um, so we're going up we're going up on the uh, Friday. Yeah, which we're doing initially. That's that's the match. Stopping over and then stopping over again on the Saturday because yeah. we're meeting up with these guys from Spider on the on the thing. I'm not sure when we're slotting in uh, extra time yet. Uh, it might be the Sunday when we get back yeah. extra time for that one. So he's going to Raul's going to be missing for two crucial games, really. Yeah. Both yeah. games that really, if we're going to get ourselves back into European contention, we need to and be six getting uh, six points on. So I mean, um, how are you feeling now in terms of the uh, the European spots? What I mean, uh, and, and where do you uh, where, what's your gut feeling now? Because last week, what did you say? You said sixty. So, um, I still think we can get 61 with the games we've got left. Looking I mean, at who we've got. 24 points to play for. We're on how many points now? 46. So we need 15 points from 24. It's still doable, isn't it? Yeah, because I think the four, the four games I've penciled this in to win. Um, yeah. uh, Villa, Newcastle. This was yesterday before Leeds game, this was, by the way. Did you have Leeds <laughs> as well? Yeah, um, no, didn't have Leeds. Didn't have um, didn't have leads in that, so it was just it was just after the game. Villa, Newcastle, um, Brighton, and Norwich were the four, which will get us up to fifty nine, I think. Fifty nine, and then a draw, two or three draws. Yeah. So we're going to lose one more game before the end of the season. So we've got City, we've got City and Liverpool in we as well, and Burnley. It seemed to be a bit of a, a bonus team at their, at their place. Yeah, but we're going to beat Liverpool last match of the season. You know all the eyes are going to be on that game. Oh, yeah. 
And yeah. it will be so typical Wolves that we win that game. It would be typical yeah. Wolves, that would. It would yeah. be, or we'll get or we'll get a point or something and uh, the Liverpool... It, it, it'd be great to be part of that end of season thing. Oh, yeah. And if we've got something riding on it, and they have as well, it, you know, for the title and we've got a European... It's going to be... In, it, it's mm. going to be an insane atmosphere at, uh, at Anfield, that is. I just hope it goes down to the last day because yeah. to be part of that would be yeah, would be fantastic. Uh, the results are in anyway from um, the producer and the people's vote overwhelmingly is for Trincao. Um, so thanks, everyone, for watching the show. Uh, please, if you've enjoyed the content, just take a second to smash a like on the uh on the video, whether you're watching this back or not, absolutely always appreciate that. Let YouTube know that you've enjoyed. If you're brand new, consider subscribing. Um, don't forget, support Spider VPN. Um, check out their stuff and the thing, and also the uh, the Cody armband from Football Prizes. The link's in the description. Another great prize um, up for grabs again, uh, Joss. And if you want to be a member, as a few people have said, it's right at the bottom, or you can you know uh, just drop me a message on the Always Walls Facebook page. Or drop me a message on Instagram and I'll send you the link as well. Josh, um, thanks again for joining us. No and had a nice time. And uh, to everyone in the chat or listening on the podcast, love to you and your families, wherever you are in the world. Always walks. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.